Hello! And welcome to the Bridge City Pod, a space to navigate the chaos of the Steelers offseason together. I'm your host, Jake Kiefer, and this is possibly my favorite time on the sports calendar. It kicks off with Combine Weekend. I absolutely love the Draft Combine. We'll get to a little story on why in just a moment. But it really kicks off, for me, uh, draft season in general, which I love. Uh, not only that, but in the next couple days, really any time now, maybe even sometime today, uh, I think it would be reasonable to expect the announcement of official draft compensation picks for 2022. Usually those come out around the combine. So especially after last offseason for the Steelers with Bud Dupree departing, Matt Filer, Mike Hilton... We did bring some guys in that might change up that uh, formula, which is, by some, fairly easy to understand. For me, it is not. I listen to what other people tell me. More on that later in the episode as well. But, exciting time, because we will soon know exactly what picks we will have. So you got draft season in full swing. Uh, next week, we'll start NCAA conference tournaments, and then after that, Selection Sunday, March Madness, all that good stuff. You got the Masters coming up in early April. I didn't used to care about this, but recently I've gotten into golf. It was kind of a pandemic thing, I think. But anyhow, Masters coming up, uh, NBA and NHL, regular seasons are winding down, the playoffs are approaching, and so you got really every major sport kicking into high gear, usually... We would have spring training in baseball, which I assume listeners, if you're Steeler fans, many of you would also be Pirates fans or ex-Pirate fans or whatever it is that we would call ourselves right now, or waiting to be Pirates fans again, whatever it is. But Rob Manfred, of course, is intent on ruining baseball forever, so at least our Buckos aren't supposed to be good until 2024 or so. Of course, there's still a silver lining there, if you look toward the third of our major sports teams, the Penguins. Back in 0405, a lockout kind of got us Sidney Crosby, so maybe we'll look back on this time for the Pirates and be thankful. However, Rob Manfred, you stink. Give us baseball back. Give the players the one. Anyhow, watched a little bit of the Combine yesterday, long enough to, I think, get a story that'll encapsulate what I believe is the full Combine experience, at least how I've experienced it thus far and started getting so excited for this time of year, for this weekend. So I watched a little bit yesterday, not a ton, had a lot going on, but I caught just enough to 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 be able to tell you the story, which I, I'm pretty excited about. So I saw tight ends were running. This is probably late afternoon, 4.30 central or so. I was Wanted down, I was working from home, and I just kind of turned it on to have it in the background, look up, and, and kind of see what's going on. And I, so I knew tight ends were running, and I heard, guys, 6'7", 255 from the mouth of Rich Eisen, which I just love. I need to take a little detour and just say, I love how Rich Eisen has become the voice of the Combine, and I love that he basically announces it like, like a golf match. I think it's just like the best interpretation of like what that event requires. He's just like chilling. He's doing like six, seven hours of content or whatever for four days, similar again to golf. 
So his energy is like low, but he's like into it. It's that like kind of down here and intense, but like he's six, seven, two fifty. I love it. Anyway, Rich Eisen, you're the man. So I hear he's six, seven, two fifty-five from Rich Eisen's mouth as the player took off, crossed the forty in four point six one seconds. I'm like tight end six seven two fifty-five runs a forty in four six one, and then I look down at his name in school, Jelani Woods, tight end. University of Virginia. Not a player that was on my radar at all so far, but one that all of a sudden is now. And this is why the combine is amazing. We have a few metrics that we think mean certain things, whether it's the 40, the three cone, the vert, whatever. We think they mean certain things when in reality they like almost assuredly don't. Or they, I would say certainly don't, but I mean, 4-2 speed is 4-2 speed, but like it also makes you pick John Ross number nine overall, who's not really contributing for a team meaningfully right now. So we have these metrics. We get so excited about them. We know that they don't necessarily mean anything as far as on-field production, but they give us the excuse, or really they, they enable us, they empower us, we'll say, to fantasize about how that guy with that speed, that strength, that quickness, at that size, at that position, could completely alter the landscape of our offense or defense, turn it, turn our team around, um, our division, our championship aspirations, whatever it is. When in reality, he's probably a day three tight end three who mainly plays on special teams on like the field goal protection or block unit. Either way, um, that's why the combine is great because talk about like content creation and just like getting excited about anything you can get excited about anybody anything throughout these next uh well today and saturday i think a little bit sunday i think it goes through second through the sixth third through the sixth that would be right third through the sixth so love the combine it lets us get excited about things that we know we probably don't need to get excited about but it's exciting in the meantime Uh, we're going to be really quick this week i want to give you an update on a couple things coming up uh, if you haven't gotten the chance, I would recommend go back and listen to last week, uh, episode three, around the 17-minute mark. I did a really long, inefficient attempt at a Heinz Ward Hall of Fame treatise, but yeah, that took forever. I didn't communicate it very effectively, but jump ahead to the, about the 17-minute mark. Listen to the conversation with Josh and Jeremy. Uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff, but I, I really enjoyed chatting with those guys. I think we'll be doing more of that in the future. And I thought they did just a great job kind of giving other perspectives on, on how we're ingesting this content. Really appreciate them joining the conversation. Uh, next couple weeks. So next Friday, March 11th, we'll be doing a free agency and salary cap primer. We'll talk about how to interpret contracts as they're reported, how salary cap works, how the Steelers tend to do their contracts, stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited about that. I have a, a, a big thing written up about kind of the salary cap and how it's kind of fake, but not really. And, you know, just really how, how, to, how to hear and how to interpret these uh, things as they come out. So I'm excited about that. The following Friday, I'll actually be on a trip. I'll be pretty busy that week of spring break. My wife is going on a trip then. I am going on a trip um, down to San Diego to golf with the boys. Um, three guys. One's a Steeler fan. One's a Browns fan. One's a Bengal fan. We, I've, I've, I've considered trying to do a little brief AFC North roundtable 
if I bring the gear, but I probably won't, and we probably won't want to do anything like that. We're just trying to play golf. So instead, uh, we're going to air an interview with a good buddy of mine, Dr. Steven Smithson. Uh, he's a physical therapist, um, and I say a good friend of mine from West Texas from the time when we were living there. Uh, he's going to do some discussion with us on how to understand injuries and recovery because his education, his experience, he's got a really good handle on just how the human body works and what it requires to recover from injury, what sort of things cause injuries, what can make a guy, quote, injury prone, what kind of injuries relate to injury proneness and what kind are just kind of the freak accidents. Also, like how to assess when a guy goes down in the moment without looking like an idiot. Um, I've found that very helpful. Some of the things he's told me help to like, when I see an injury, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but like when I see a guy go down a certain way and then report comes out later that, oh, it was an ACL. Oh, it was an Achilles. Oh, it was like, because of conversations with him, it helps me kind of understand a little better in the moment what the possibilities are. So I'm excited about all that. Steven's also a big reason why I love draft and combine season so much. I love talking player evaluations and projections with him. You know, we watch drills and he from playing, uh, I know a higher level high school out in Texas and I think some college as well, or was going, I, I'll have to ask him, but he, he knows like when you're watching a D line drill, like what are you looking for? And you know, what sort of, what's the baseline for like agility in this position, in that position and um, what, what drills are trying to test what things on field. So he's very helpful as well. Um, we've got a few conversations on tap as well with the OG draft boys, which are my dad and our good friend, Mark Geyser. We will be getting together for draft weekend this year, just like old times. Um, believe we're going to end up meeting somewhere in Memphis and we may go live, may do some kind of live streamy thing on Thursday night for the first round. So stay tuned for all of that. So that aside, uh, like I said, I want to be pretty brief. And so the only other thing I want to give you this week is just a little bit of a primer on off season resources. So blogs, websites, Twitter follows, things like that, that I have found helpful. And I say that because I don't break news. I don't have inside information. I do not have a media pass. I do not have answers or means to get answers myself, like from a first person perspective, but I have learned where to find them. And so I don't really care to do this whole thing to like gain a much of, you know, I'm not doing this to try to like gain a following or anything personally. I'm just like, I want to create a community of people that understand how to like interpret the things that are going on. So like they say, smart people hire people smarter than them. I mean, these aren't hires obviously, but I want to direct you to the resources that I think will help you understand what it means when they report an $80 million contract with 30 million guaranteed and a $45 million signing bonus or they restructured zone. So it's contract for this much cap space. And what, what, what do those things mean? What's cash, you know, all that good stuff. We'll get into some of the cash cap free agency type things next week, like I said, but uh, for now, I want to just highlight some of these resources and things that I found very helpful. So Steeler specific stuff, um, Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora uh, at Steeler Depot, Steelers Depot, excuse me. Um, and a lot of other folks um, of 
followed from there, but you get those two guys under your belt and you'll find the rest of the community uh, on Twitter as well as just SteelersDepot.com. Dave specifically, uh, very understandable, very um, knowledgeable, I would say, about like especially the salary cap and how the Steelers do business, how the Roonies do contracts and things like that. He, if you look back at his track record, like projecting what a TJ Watt contract might look like and then what it ended up looking like, he was very close. He basically gave two options and it was almost exactly one of those options. So uh, he's got a good track record. Definitely there for that. Uh, Alex Kazora does a lot of things really well. He's also very good at grinding film. Um, one of the, one of the best out there, I would say. So they also do a lot for draft season. They'll keep a running list that I have followed quasi religiously the past few years of the list of players Steelers have met with formally. Uh, so the NFL actually puts a limit on how many players you can have a formal meeting with, uh, draft eligible players that is. So since they're limited teams are going to use those for the players they're most interested in or think they need to need to know the most about so that combined with which coaches and scouts are attending which team or which college teams pro days uh, generally at least two or three guys who manage to be on both those lists which is the official meeting with the team as well as team sends reps to the pro day especially Tomlin and Colbert to the pro day uh, again, go back and look at the past few years of their data on this, and you'll see correlations. You'll see current Steelers on those lists. So I highly recommend following them for all that good stuff. Uh, a few others. Uh, Ian Whetstone. That's at I-A-N-W-H-E-T-S-T-O-N-E. Very knowledgeable about salary cap. Um, I'm highlighting his personal Twitter, which is a bunch of things, but especially around this time of year, very helpful in uh, determining how to understand like the CBA and in turn the cap, uh, more, more CBA, I guess, than I put salary cap here in my notes. But uh, from my memory, he's very helpful in when the CBA was turning over and what that meant for like, what kind of, could you restructure a contract beyond the end of the current CBA and how much could you, things like that, that I just had no idea about. He was very knowledgeable about so I'd point you to him as well, as well as just generally level-headed Steelers takes. Uh, I'd also highlight, oh, I skipped over, uh, salary cap stuff. Uh, Overthecap.com, O-V-E-R-T-H-E-C-A-P.com. Super, super, super helpful. Lots of tools on there. Uh, there's a cap calculator where you can mess around with how to, what does a restructure do? What does an extension do? What kind of extension is helpful in what ways? Um, dead cap. Um, guaranteed salaries, all that stuff, a lot, a lot of a combination of uh, learning about how the cap works versus experimenting on that site. Very, very, very good. Uh, it's run by a guy named Jason, whose last name I can't remember, but on Twitter, he's at Jason, I think underscore OTC. Uh, if you go to overthecap.com, though, you'll find out all his content. He's a blogs on there as well. He's got a podcast. Again, very knowledgeable guy. Very, very helpful, helpful site. And another Twitter follow, uh, I believe this guy is somehow affiliated with Over the Cap, but at Nick Corte, if I'm saying that right, N-I-C-K-K-O-R-T-E, for uh, he doesn't tweet much, and when he does, it's really just about comp picks, 
So I would follow him definitely for this time when we're waiting to see uh, when, how the compics are announced. Um, and as free agency rolls in and you see teams, you know, they add new players, other ex players will sign other deals elsewhere. Those are the main things that factor into the formula that determines what teams get comp picks for the following season. So when you're thinking about the 2023 draft, 2022 free agency is a big part of what determines that. And Nick, uh, I think I started following him last year. It was very helpful in in real time projecting like, oh, at this point, you know, with three gone and one in, they're looking at this or they've lost four, they've gained two, but these two contracts are big enough to qualify for this level. It's all the stuff that I'm not going to be able to calculate. These guys calculate. Uh, so very, very good stuff there. Uh, for draft coverage, a couple years ago, I stumbled, I don't even remember how, stumbled onto the draft network. It's all just one word, T-H-E-D-R-A-F-T-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. And all their writers and contributors, a lot of very good stuff. They also have a mock draft machine that I use exclusively. Uh, I see people, I think, use PFFs too. I'm sure PFF has good stuff. Um, I just, I like uh, TDNs or the draft networks, big fan of their, their content. And then a couple others for draft stuff are Ben Solak, who is actually a former TDN contributor and is now with the ringer as well as Danny Kelly at the ringer. Um, they're running a draft show right now on what's normally their fantasy football podcast channel. Um, that was like the best surprise of the off season for me so far was I subscribed to the fantasy, the, the fantasy channel anyway, and then popped up that I had a new, you know, the draft show. Like, oh my goodness, let's go. Ooh, so very excited about that as well. So that's all for today. Again, excited for combine season. Uh, Kevin Colbert did a couple of interviews. Highly recommend going and checking those out. Should for sure do that. We don't have much time left with our boy. GMKC. So, so ingest all of it, even though he's not saying much, which we'd expect after 20 some years, he's not going to let much, let much out. However, one, I think really important thing to take away from what he has said is a bit on Stefan to it. So I have been under the impression really since after it became clear in 2021 that Tuit was not going to return from injured reserve, I had been under the impression that because of his just tragic experience over the summer and whatever relation, if any, who knows, not going to speculate, but um, however that impacted him, not only mentally, but eventually physically, with whatever uh, I believe Colbert said was a knee injury he dealt with a lot last year. Again, not going to make any connections there, but the combination of those two led me to think I wouldn't be surprised if he were to retire. And as I looked at, you know, draft season and players to get excited about, I was looking at a lot of guys that played his position or a similar position because, again, expecting the worst. But although Colbert did not confirm anything, I thought it was encouraging to hear that Tuit has had conversations with him, expressing a desire to play football again. I love that. The man is a just an absolute terror inside. I think he's 
super underrated. We, we played the underrated game, I think, with Cam Hayward for three, four years. And now we're to the point with him where he really is recognized across the league as a star, even a potential Hall of Famer by some, including myself. To it, though, we're now at the point where he's also, I think, got a track record of production enough to, we can say that he's also underrated. He may be in the role that, that Hayward was for a while. All that's to say, I'm glad to hear that he may be playing again. I hope the best, wish the best for him. I love what this says about Steelers organization. You know, the fact that they are continuing having conversations with him, that they are not eliminating the personal side of things from those conversations. I believe that the dedication that the Roonies have to putting players first and considering the whole person is a big reason for the historical success and the longevity that they've had of constantly being a competitive team, being a team that players want to play for. And you don't become that, you don't maintain that image, that identity even, if you handle to it the way uh, some idiots on Twitter think that to it should be handled. Like I said, I was under the impression he may not be back and was, in my mind, preparing for him not to be. But the fact that he wants to be, given his contributions to this team, and as well as the financial investment that the team has in him, this is obviously a good thing. This is a win-win. Um, I have no reason to believe Stefan Tuitt would ever hear me say this. But just in case, um, we're pulling for you. We are, we, are, we are fans of yours. We are... Our thoughts, our prayers, our, our vibes, whatever it is we offer up, they are all with you. We send our love to your family continually. And if your future includes putting on the number 91 in black and gold again, we will be ready to hoot and holler and cheer you on. So that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next Friday.